Mino Lion Media presents Pregnancy Pearls. Meet Dr. Nicole Plenty, a double board certified OBGYN and high risk pregnancy expert. She's brilliant, well researched, and feisty. Growing tired of seeing complications of pregnancy that could have been prevented, she wanted a way to empower women through knowledge because, as she says, all doctors aren't created equal. This quest to educate women birthed this podcast, Pregnancy Pearls, with Dr. Plenty. Thanks for listening to Pregnancy Pearls Podcast with me, Dr. Nicole Plenty. Welcome back, you guys. If you had your last menstrual period um, at the end of the month of January, the beginning of February, I hope that you took some precautions on Valentine's Day if you weren't trying to get pregnant. And if you were trying to get pregnant and you had your period in this time frame, then guess what? You likely got pregnant. So, yes, I'll be taking new patients and I'll be seeing you in a couple months for all of your high risk needs. If that is you. No, but seriously, did you have an amazing Valentine's Day? Mine was spent at home with my little one and my mom just watching movies and hanging, hanging out. So how did you spend yours? Was your honey romantic or does he need a, a paddling because he because he did not take the day seriously? Now, I warned him. And you also, during the previous episodes, uh, you know, leading up to this week that it was Valentine's Day. So no one can say that they weren't told. So a few days ago, someone emailed me a couple questions about their nose. Now, I chuckled a little bit, but thought to myself, this is actually a real situation. So I thought that we ought to chat a little bit about it. So pregnancy nose is not really a term, but it's commonly used to describe the enlargement of the nose during pregnancy. Sometimes this enlargement is noticeable. Okay. Like you walking around, you're like, oh my God, look at my pictures before pregnancy. And now look at me now. Sometimes it's a lot more subtle. So and some people are so lucky they they don't get it at all. Now for me and my pregnancy, I didn't really think that I had a huge pregnancy nose. But now that I look back on some of my pictures, I'm like, oh, I guess my nose was a little bit bigger, but mm, I thought I was still looking good. But hey, who knows? So why does the nose look enlarged for a lot of women during pregnancy? Of course, it's due to the hormones. So estrogen increases during pregnancy, like all the other hormones do. But this causes smooth muscle to relax. Progesterone also causes the vessels to be more compliant, which basically just means that they're more dilated. Okay. Now, speaking of noses, pregnancy also heightens your sense of smell. And this is why about 70 to 80% of those who are pregnant experience nausea or vomiting during the pregnancy. Now, this tends to get better after the first trimester. However, some of us unlucky ones, myself included, experience nausea and vomiting through the second and third trimester. And y'all, if you've been following this podcast, you know that I had nausea and vomiting the whole entire pregnancy. So although I pride myself in saying, oh, I don't, I didn't have pregnancy nose. My nose didn't really spread. um, I definitely did have a heightened sense of smell and I definitely had associated nausea and vomiting. Now, even if you don't have nausea and vomiting, you can commonly see your nose swell as you go through the pregnancy. 
Now, it's not just your nose that swells. We think it is, but it's not. It's really everything that can get engorged with increased blood flow. Some patients experience swelling of their feet. This is also due to increased blood flow. Because of this, many women, even those without obvious obvious swelling feet, have an increase in their shoe sizes. And let me tell you something, y'all. Before pregnancy, I was a smooth, you know, consistent six and a half. Okay, six, six and a half. Now I am a six and a half, seven consistently. I cannot squeeze my little tiny feet into a six. Okay, that just doesn't happen. So that did not go all the way down. Okay, most of the time, foot swelling does go down though. And you do get back to your pre-pregnancy foot size. Not all, because I'm pretty sure if I poll women, they'll tell you their feet are bigger after the pregnancy than it was before, but your nose should go back to its pre-pregnancy signs. Okay. People say, well, how long is that going to take? Well, it could take almost six weeks. Okay. You go through the six weeks postpartum period. That is the time it takes for your hormones to go back to they what they were before the pregnancy. Okay. And so that could be the amount of time it takes for your nose to get back down to what it was pre-pregnancy. Now, some people may look in the mirror and say, Listen, my nose is still bigger. The question I ask those people, did your size go back to pre-pregnancy? Because sometimes you can see facial swelling, nose swelling, you know, everything's swelling because you've gained weight, but it's going to go down in proportionate size to what you are after the baby. So if you lose all your baby weight, you should look the same. If you don't lose all your baby weight, well, you might still look a little bit different. That That's You know, your nose is not going to be tiny compared to a bigger face. So that's just going to, you know, if you if you're bigger afterwards, your nose may be a little bit bigger and that's okay. You still look good. You still look good. Nobody said you didn't look good. Okay. All right. So now that we know a little bit more about nose swelling, let's go to some cases. Our first case is a 36 year old who is 33 weeks pregnant with her first child. She has a history of chronic hypertension, which is controlled without medication until now. She noticed that last week her blood pressure was a little high. It was 141 over 92. She denies having any symptoms. Since that time, her blood pressure has continued to remain mildly elevated. Her mother noted that her face was more swollen than usual, especially her nose. She has been seen by a midwife who referred her to you for further evaluation. There's a couple of things going on, okay? First of all, your nose and face could be swollen because of changing the pregnancy, right? So you have pregnancy nose or swelling of the nose because of the that enlargement of the, the vessels and because of relaxation of smooth muscle, okay? That could be what's going on and it probably is contributing to this. But the fact that you have swelling in your whole face, you know, and, and that's all of a sudden and your blood pressure is a little bit elevated, that to me screens, hey, we need an evaluation, right? This is something more than just pregnancy nose. Pregnancy nose or swelling of your nose or an enlargement of your nose size should not correspond with an increase in blood pressure, okay? And honestly, nothing should increase your blood pressure in pregnancy. It is always abnormal for you to have an elevated blood pressure, always. Don't try to excuse the blood pressure. If you have chronic hypertension, that just means you had high blood pressure 
before the 20th week of gestation or before the 20th week of pregnancy. Okay. With most people having it before they're pregnant. All right. Um, and if you have that, then yes, some people do have a baseline elevation of their blood pressure, which should be treated to a normal blood pressure early in the pregnancy. So our goal is to get you to 120 over 80 early in the pregnancy. So we never want you to run mile range anymore. Okay, that's the newest guideline is we treat you to 120 over 80 early in the pregnancy. Now, let's say that you were late to care or you had super duper high blood pressures. Okay, then we try to treat you, you know, until we have a baseline that is somewhat mild. We want to gradually drop you down because we don't want you to stroke out on us, okay? But the goal in pregnancy now is to treat you to 120 over 80. So if you were controlled without medications, that's what I mean. Your blood pressure was normal, okay? None of this mild range stuff, it was normal. So we went from normal to now having mild range blood pressures. That means you need an evaluation for something causing you to have elevated blood pressures. There's a couple of things in pregnancy that can cause elevations of your blood pressures. One, if you have gestational hypertension, that is just a fancy term to mean high blood pressure caused by hormones secreted from the placenta with nothing else going on. Okay, so if you have gestational hypertension, that could be the cause. If you have preeclampsia, I know I've done an episode on preeclampsia in season one. Also have a YouTube channel um, video on preeclampsia. That's when you have elevated blood pressure as well as vascular damage. We will, for that vascular damage as protein in your urine, okay? That is very common in black women, okay? And cardiovascular disease, which preeclampsia can be associated with, is the number one cause of mortality in women, not just pregnant women, in women in general, okay? So, we need to make sure that that's not what's going on. A plus preeclampsia, even if you didn't have high blood pressure before pregnancy, does put you at a lifetime risk of cardiovascular disease. We need to do another episode on preeclampsia, but I digress. Acute fatty liver pregnancy. So that can cause your blood pressure to be elevated. Usually when that happens, you have elevated liver enzymes with that. If you have a TTP, okay, or which is a kind of thrombotic propora. That's a type of disease that leads to low platelets, okay? Thrombotic thrombocytopenic propora. <laughs> it's TTP, all right? That can lead to high blood pressure, low platelet count, okay, which hence the thrombocytopenia, and also leads to damage with your kidneys as well, and also neurological issues like a headache and blurry vision. If you have it's a pentad of symptoms for that, then that is something that needs to be checked out. If you have HELP syndrome, some people believe HELP syndrome is on sort of the spectrum of preeclampsia, meaning it's a worse uh, or really severe form of preeclampsia and that you have all the diagnosis of preeclampsia, plus you have low platelets and high liver enzymes. That would be HELP syndrome. Um, that is very serious. Some people believe they're separate diseases. Some people believe they're on the spectrum. Either way, 141 over 92 says, hey, I need to be reevaluated to make sure that something is not going on. Okay. Now, some people with chronic hypertension or high blood pressure before the pregnancy, they do tend to have lower blood pressures in the first trimester. Their blood pressure sort of level out in the second trimester. And 
does start to go up a little in the third trimester. Now, this could be what's going on with you, which just means you need to be put on some blood pressure medicine. But we have to rule those other things out before we're just starting blood pressure medicine. Y'all, we have got to be safe rather than sorry. So in this case, I would definitely recommend ruling out um, the things that could cause elevated blood pressure. And then if it is just something that, hey, your blood pressure is elevated, but all those other labs that could rule you in are negative, then I would start you on um, some medicines, okay, if that were the case. So the case pearl for this case is swelling in the face was previously considered a symptom of preeclampsia. Anytime there's high blood pressure, even without swelling, this requires a thorough evaluation to rule out preeclampsia and other causes of elevated blood pressure in pregnancy. All right, medical intern, what's our second case? Our second case is a 24-year-old who is 37 weeks pregnant with her second child. She noticed that her nose is more swollen and has a dark rash-like appearance on both of her cheeks. She has normal blood pressure and no other symptoms. She presents for an evaluation. Okay, so this is really common, you know, you're, and she's like, textbook, 37 weeks pregnant, so really late in the pregnancy, your nose starts to swell, and then you have this dark rash, almost like freckle-like pattern over both of your cheeks. That is consistent with melasma in pregnancy, okay, or the mask of pregnancy. This happens all the time. Some people also get other areas of hyperpigmentation of their skin. So some people can get acanthosis nigricans, which is just when the neck darkens in pregnancy. You can also have that, you know, linea negra, where you have a a line from your belly button down that's darker in pregnancy. All of this is because of hormonal changes that you go through in pregnancy. So this is very, very common, that mask of pregnancy that people are like, oh my God, I can't believe I take out my makeup and I'm, I just have these like dark areas, okay, that are on the cheek. Some people have it across the bridge of their nose as well. <clears throat> Some people have it, you know, over even over their eyes, but most likely it's both of the cheeks and the bridge of the nose. That's the most common areas to have melasma, pregnancy. It is not associated with anything. It shouldn't cause any itching or irritation. If you have itching or some other symptom or you have a rash somewhere else, that requires further evaluation. But just the the dark areas of your face, that's classic melasma or a mask of pregnancy. The case pearl for this quick case is melasma or a mask of pregnancy is caused by hormonal changes related to the pregnancy. It is harmless and completely normal. All right, medical intern, any email cases? Yes, we have one. And it says, Dr. Plenty, my husband and I don't want to know the gender of our baby until we deliver. However, my mother-in-law says I must be having a boy because my nose is spreading. Is that true? Listen, people say that all the time. I hear that all the time where people are like, oh, her nose is spreading. This must be a boy or she's carrying the baby high. This must be a boy. You know, there's certain like old wives tales that people live by, right? Because guess what? They're right like 50% of the time. You can only have a boy or a girl. So if they guess right, then, you know, you're like, okay, well, let me go by that theory the next time. Well, you're going to be disappointed going by those theories because those are straight up myths. The way you look has nothing to do with 
whether you're having a boy or a girl, how high you're carrying this baby has no bearing on what you're having. Let me go through some other ones. If you're losing more hair, that doesn't have anything to do with the gender. If you got heartburn, that doesn't have anything to do with the gender. Although I swear it has to do with how much hair the baby has on his or her head because I had a lot of heartburn and Harrison was born with a head full of hair. But either way, that's a myth. It doesn't tell you how much hair the baby has. And it certainly doesn't tell you the gender. If your feet are swelling, I've heard that. Your feet swelling, then you're having a girl and not a boy. I don't. That's a myth. All of these things are myths, y'all. You can't, you can't assume the gender of a baby based on how you care and how you feel, whether you have more nausea and vomiting or not. People say all the time, oh, you have a lot of nausea and vomiting. You must be having a girl. Well, Harrison was definitely a boy, okay? We never did think he was a girl ever during the pregnancy. Once we saw the little pecker around 14, 15 weeks, he stayed a pecker. And I was vomiting over the toilet every day, okay? Every place I went, I vomited. I was at work, I vomited. I was at home, I vomited. I went to the store, I vomited. And it was a little boy. So all of these things, y'all, until somebody does a test to tell you whether you're having a girl or a boy with, you know, some cell-free DNA or, or your genetic screening, or somebody actually looks at the gender on ultrasound, then just assume you don't know what you're having, okay? So, Although you don't want to publicly disagree with your mother-in-law, you just sort of nod your head and say, yes, ma'am, maybe so. I don't know. Maybe so. You know, don't start a war with your mother-in-law, but just know that what she's saying is not factual at all. All right. So I think that that's all the cases that we have for the day. And my medical intern is shaking her head. Yes. So thanks so much for listening to Pregnancy Pearls podcast, you guys. I hope that you've learned a little bit more about the pregnancy nose. And if you like what you learn, please support by rating and commenting on the show on whatever platform you listen and share with your friends. If you or someone you know has had a pregnancy complication or unique pregnancy situation, let me know about it. Email me at pregnancypearls at gmail.com to hear your topic or case discussed on one of our podcast episodes. Also, remember to follow me on Instagram at Pregnancy underscore Pearls and Facebook at Pregnancy Pearls. And you can also catch up on the YouTube channel, which is YouTube.com forward slash Pregnancy Pearls with Dr. Plenty for more quick talks about pregnancy complications. In closing, remember to advocate for yourself. You are your biggest advocate and no one knows what's going on with your body except for you. Thanks for listening. Bye. Pregnancy Pearls is hosted by Dr. Nicole Lee Plenty. Produced by Nicole Plenty and Janine Brunson Johnson. Executive producer Ken Johnson. Find Pregnancy Pearls on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe and rate. The content of this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice for diagnosis or treatment of individual medical conditions. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider with specific questions regarding a medical condition. Pregnancy Pearls is a mean old lion media production.